0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 23rd episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu, and after an all-sports night episode last week, Tyler and I dive into boys' varsity basketball this week. Yes, two days before their playoff game against Plainview JFK, Tyler and I sit down with Coach Burton, Lance Henry, Trayvon Blackett, Isaiah Walker and Jaden mckenzie to discuss all things basketball that includes their careers their playoff games what they could do better what they have done worse and much much more you do not want to miss these two interviews later in the show but before we start there let's turn to our recap of scores tyler what do you have for
1: us for the recap of scores, this week, we only had one game this week. It was a girls' basketball game. We were off this week for winter break, and the girls did have their first playoff game. They executed perfectly and took down East Meadow, 64-29 to with amazing performances from Dana Elcock, who had 11 points, Layla Ellor, who had 10 points and 10 rebounds, and Elena Randolph with 9 points and 10 rebounds. Thank you, Tyler, for that. And now
0: we start with our boys' varsity basketball interviews. First, we have coach Burton ladies and gentlemen for our first interview of the episode a long-awaited interview we have coach Burton how you doing today I'm good and yourself I'm good thank you for joining I know you're going through a lot of formations and rotations and setting up for your next playoff game so let's get into it first off you won conference coach of the year recently for Nassau AA2 yes how did it feel to win that award
2: well, it feels great, but uh, every time I win the award, I, I, I always give it kudos to my players. You know, my players work hard. They do what I ask them to do, and um, I'm only as good as they are.
0: And because of your players, you boasted a 15-4 and record going undefeated in conference play. You notched your 10th straight playoff appearance and your ninth conference championship in 10 years. What do you expect from your squad going into the postseason?
2: Um, truly, I expect to win a county championship. Um... We speak about it every day. It's been three years too long. We got a good group this year. They're working hard, and uh, we're going to take it one game at a time. But our ultimate goal is to win a county championship.
0: And including in that group is Isaiah Walker and Lance Henry, who have been named Newsday Top 100 Performers. How have they met or exceeded your expectations this season?
2: Um, I'll start with Isaiah Walker. As you know, he received uh, the votes for All-County and also Conference Player of the Year. He was unanimous Conference Player of the Year. Unanimous. Yes. Um, He averaged only nine points, uh, ten rebounds, three assists, three steals. He's a stat-stuffer. He broke the school record this year with 34 charges in 19 games. The record was 17. Um, He basically just puts it out there. You know, he's not a guy worried about scoring, but he does what the team needs to win. You know, he's a defensive guy. Um, he sacrifices his body by taking charges. He had five charges in the game one time, and um, you know, I'm truly blessed to have a player of his talent. He's been a three-year varsity player, two-year varsity starter, and he's uh, exceeded expectations. Uh, Lance Henry, captain, two-year varsity player, um, starter this year, uh, very good scorer. Uh, he has, uh, I believe, 37 threes uh, for the season. He was voted all-conference. Um, but he's uh, shot the ball very well and can definitely score the ball. And I didn't go to
0: that talent is Trayvon Blackett, who some would argue should be a starter, should be coming off the bench. How do you manage his demands and what you need for the team?
2: Well, the bottom line is always look at the total picture, you know, what the team needs. You know, whether he's starting, whether he's coming off the bench, we have to do what's best for the team. Um, he plays starter minutes. I don't look at who's starting, who comes up to the bottom line, he plays, and he's done a very good job, especially the second half of the season. He's been arguably uh, the MVP the second half of the season. Um, He can handle the basketball, he can score the ball. He's a very good athlete, very good defender. Um, and probably arguably the hardest worker in practice every single day.
0: And obviously, Trayvon is a huge part of the success, especially in the second half of the season, as you mentioned. But one glaring stat about your team is, according to the New York Sports Writers Association boys' basketball rankings, you guys have a one in three record against teams that are ranked in those rankings or part of an honorable mention. What has been some of the struggles that your team has gone through and how do you look to correct them going through the postseason against tougher teams?
2: Well, my non-league schedule One of the best around And I did that purposely No doubt about it We started with the first game of the season We played Newburgh Free Academy Who's only lost one game We lost by six We were up five In the middle of the fourth You know um, In New York State You know They're ranked number four In the state Um, We just didn't know How to close the show It was our first game We were two weeks in But um, We were blessed with the challenge But we came up short Um, Our second loss Was uh, Cardozo who was undefeated in Queens at 24-0. They actually just lost this week, their first game to Queens High School of Construction. Um, They were ranked uh, number five in in the state, and we were only down by two against them at halftime. They wound up losing by eight once again. uh, Isaiah Walker fouled out with about three minutes left in that game, and we just couldn't close the show. Um, Another loss was Brentwood. Um, They only have one loss. Um, Probably the top-ranked team other than Luhai on the island. Basically we lost by 19, that was only about a really true blowout and that was due to our start. You we know, were down 24 and four at the end of the first quarter and the last three quarters we played them even. I think we were a little scared, a little shook up at the beginning and they realized that uh, they're human, they bleed just like us, uh, we, we wound up playing ball. You know, We cut it to eight two times in the fourth quarter but can't go down 17 against a team like that. And they're ranked about uh, six in the state. And the last loss was Northport. Uh, we played them the day before we played Brentwood. Uh, we just got off to another slow start. We were down 18 with about 10 minutes left. We wound up missing a shot at the buzzer that could have tied it. Another very good team, Northport. They only have one loss to Brentwood. Um, we were right there with them. But like I said, we got off to another slow start. Uh, I think the key is confidence with this team to realize that they can play with anybody don't worry about the name across the other team's chest and once they realize that they can play ball just like them then we get going but we need to know, know that right from the beginning don't wait till we get out there and start playing against these these top opponents and knowing for
0: your playoff bracket you're the number two seed the money matchup is obviously Baldwin versus Uniondale have you even thought about the possibility of a county championship game between the two or are you just trying to take it one game at a time
2: I take it one game at a time um, to be honest with you I told you all. The ultimate goal is the county championship against who, you know, we'll see. Um, Yes, Uniondale is the one seed. They have won the county championship the last two years, so they definitely have something that we want to get.
0: And as I see right now, you have your rings on your fingers. How is your coaching style and consistency something that has kept the Bruins so good over the past decade?
2: Like I said, I've been blessed with talent in this community. I always wanted to give back to the community that was good to me. As you you know, I went to Baldwin, played for Baldwin. Um, But basically, you know, I try to instill to these players how things that were instilled in me when I was a player. You know, I tell them every day, you know, um, I coach how I I was taught to play. We're going to play hard, we're going to defend, and we're going to do the things that we need to do to win basketball games. And, uh, you know, I've been truly blessed with the talent, which is key. And these boys are willing to work not just three months, but all year round. And going back to your coaching style again, one thing that
0: people seem to notice, or people seem to assume, is that the Bruins' offense heavily relies on the three-pointer. How valid is that statement? And if true, how do you adjust to shooting struggles during the game?
2: Well, you know, I'm always under the belief our best offense is our defense. You know, we get a lot of points off turnovers. Um, you know, quick shots make teams feel uncomfortable. Um, this year's team, yes, we, are, we have guys that can really shoot the ball, there's no doubt about it, um, but I wouldn't say the word, we wouldn't rely on the three-point shot. I have guys that can shoot it, they do have the green light to let it go, but our number one offense is our defense and I'll preach that every single day from the 20 years I've been coaching.
0: Going into the playoffs, what would you say is the identity of the team you have right now? defense
2: Uh, through 19 games we're averaging we're only giving up 48 points a game last game of the season we only gave up 20 you know we're stressing the importance of defense you're not going to make every shot but you can defend every single possession and make it difficult for for teams every single possession so um you know I'm always under the belief defense wins championships you know we're averaging 64 points a game we're giving up 48 with a plus minus of 16 so I feel like we can defend the way we're capable of we could go a long way How are
0: you looking to intensify practices to improve those stats now that it's crunched on?
2: Well, like I told the kids, um, it's a new season now. You know, move, win, you move on, lose, you go home. So, uh, you know, we got two weeks to prepare for Plainview. You know, the kids are working hard, they're loose. I'll give them a few days off in this long 18-day stretch. Uh, We'll have a couple of scrimmages set up, and uh, we'll get after a little bit amongst each other, I move, you know, uh, five or six JV kids up just to spicing it up a little bit. But uh, we'll be ready to go on the 26.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt from me or clearly you or the community that you guys could definitely bring home another championship. I agree that it's definitely been too long since we've had another ring come to the school. But now looking over to you now, sports has always been a huge part of your life. And that begins with the fact that your father was a high school sports coach. How has seeing him coach when you were younger impact your coaching career now? Uh,
2: he's definitely the number one person that's impacted my coaching career. You know, my father coached me at an early age. You know, he coached at Lawrence High School. Um, He was a teacher for 31 years, he was a coach for 28 years. He coached three sports. And I just watched how he taught kids on and off the field, on and off the court. And, um, you know, he was a very big disciplinarian. And, uh, you know, I try to follow the same way I was raised. I try to and put the the same system amongst these kids.
0: And if we're flashing back to the past even more, you're a 1993 graduate of Bowdoin High School. In 1991 and 1992, you were named Nassau County Boys Soccer Player of the Year, as well as your achievements in basketball. Talk to me about your high school experiences as both a soccer player and basketball player.
2: As far as soccer, you know, Pete Demacus was my soccer coach. I was a four-year varsity player, a four-year varsity starter. I was a two-time All-American in soccer. Um, Um, I loved it here You know My sophomore year My Excuse me My freshman year My junior year We lost in the championship My freshman year We were ranked as high as Seventh in the country We had a terrible County final game In the thunderstorm rain And we we lost a terrible game 2-1 That I still remember to this day But um you know, soccer was great. I could have went anywhere in the country for soccer. Um, you ask anybody, I was probably better in soccer, but my love, my heart was basketball. As far as basketball, I was a four-year varsity player, also, also a four-year varsity starter. Um, I was player of the year, uh, my senior year. I was an All-American my senior year. Uh, all Long Island also, I, as well in my senior year. Uh, my senior year, we lost in the county championship. I still remember it to this day. To Hempstead, who was, uh, they were the cream of the crop. During my time, um, Mr. Mike Cohen was my coach, who I took over for as a phys ed teacher and um, a coach, but I was blessed to get a, a, a college scholarship to Hofstra University, where I played uh, four years at Hofstra, and then I was blessed to get a, I played one year in the ABA in Morristown, New Jersey, and I was blessed to get a soccer scholarship for my pay for my master's at Hofstra as well. And obviously
0: anywhere or any school, you can find multi-sport athletes, but to find a multi-sport athlete who was both successful at the highest level for both the sports is pretty much unthinkable how did you manage to have such a high commitment to both of these sports while obviously juggling your schoolwork, your family extracurriculars and anything of the sorts
2: well to be honest with you you know i have to thank my parents both my parents were both educated my mother at john adams high school for 34 years and like i said my father at lawrence for 31 years you know they preach education first so if i wasn't doing my, what i was supposed to do in school there was going to be no extracurricular activities. Um, but time management was key, you know. But like I said, I was raised a certain way where I knew that I had to handle my business and get my priorities straight in order for me to be successful in the classroom. That was first, as well as be successful on the field or on the court, which was second.
0: And when you graduated, going back to soccer now, you were named the 20th best incoming college soccer player by the Soccer News. Did the amount of pressure and
2: expectations attached to
0: your name make it hard to perform at the Division One level?
2: Not at all. I was always under the, the, the temperament of I never feel pressure, you make the pressure. You know, I took all the stuff to a, to a level head you know i never let it get to me i always knew i had to keep working to get better and better i always knew that somebody out there was better than me and if i wanted to be as successful as i was i knew i had to work every single day at that craft
0: and back at Hofstra you were named the quote-unquote oldest rookie of the year. Where did that nickname come from? I'm guessing because you're a graduate student and considering you got a scholarship at that time, you still were dominant anyway, so.
2: Basically, like you said, you know, I played four years of basketball, I graduated, and I, I got my masters at 23 years old. The soccer coach had always wanted me to play both during my tenure at Hofstra, but um, I felt playing for Jay Wright, who, who's now a successful coach at Villanova, with his time, commitment, and demand, it was just too much, so I never even thought about playing two sports at the same time at Hofstra. So when I did finally say okay, um, I was a little scared to be honest, I hadn't touched a soccer ball in five years, so all that summer I got myself a trainer and I worked my butt off because I had never been a failure and it was a big thing for me going back to the sport that people thought I was best at. So I worked my butt off and sure enough, you know, I wound up being the oldest rookie of the year.
0: And also with that, in the American East, the conference that you played with, you ranked third all-time in assistant steals for Hofstra. So in those years, how did those awards, accomplishments, and experiences impact the player and coach that you are today?
2: Like I said, you know, I just worked my butt off every single day. And I, you know, I had goals of going to the NBA, and I said if I wanted to do that, I had to work. I had to be different. What made me different? I was only 5'8". What, you know, I was at a mid-to-low level Division One school. You know, I had to be noticed. So I had to continue to work as hard as I could every single day. So uh, I just said I'm just going to do what I have to do, do the best I can. And, uh, you know, God will put me in a place where I was. And, you know, unfortunately I didn't make the NBA, but I did get a look at the ABA. And I played in the ABA for one year for Mars Revolution in Morristown, New Jersey. And I uh, still hold a record uh, for most assists in a game. at 18 most assists in a game. Uh, third all-time, which I'm very proud of.
0: After playing in the ABA, you had the opportunity to play professional basketball in Germany. Mm -hmm. Why did you elect to teach and coach and impact the younger generation instead of being a
2: star on the court? To be honest with you, um, number one, the distance, Uh, number two, financially I wasn't sure uh, how much I was going to be paid over there, and lastly, you know, I wanted to give back to a community that was good to me and I wanted to follow in my father's footsteps.
0: And knowing that you're a coach, you are right now the boys' varsity coach, you're a former girls' varsity soccer coach, former girls' varsity badminton head coach, and a former JV baseball head coach. How have you overcome some of the struggles and hardships that coaching all of these sports come with right now?
2: It's tough. You know, you deal with a lot of different personalities. Um, You deal with a lot of different ups and downs. But one thing that I learned as being a coach, I was going to coach – every team every level every gender the same you know um and put forth 110 percent whatever sport i was in whatever season i was in i was going to do and when i felt like i couldn't give 110 percent that's when i knew i had to let it go a little bit
0: Coaches, though, unlike players, they they don't only focus on the sport during the time that it's being played, but rather all year long, like who's coming in, who's leaving. How did you juggle thinking about basketball during the season and not thinking about it when you were coaching soccer?
2: Well, I was always number one to that sport in which season I was in at the time. But to be honest with you, you know, basketball is my first love. Basketball we did uh, 12 months a year, but I have good people around you. I'm only as good as my help. I have a great assistant coach, John Henry, who uh, has been with me for the last 10 years, and none of this would be capable of getting done without the help of him. So I knew when I'm in soccer and I have games and practices, he's running the open gyms. Um, you know, I would be there on the weekends, you know, at open gym, but I knew during the week he was handling the open gym. So I have great help around me. You know, as far as the soccer goes, when I was in basketball. I had great guys like uh, Lee Rogers, who uh, took over for me. The girls' soccer coach, he was my assistant at the time, and Paul Stewart, who was the JV coach, who's now the assistant coach. Um, had great guys around me that would get these girls, you know, during the summer leagues and workouts. Um, they were there all the time, and I was truly blessed to have great guys around me.
0: On top of that, how much, how hard is it coaching in Baldwin, knowing that you live so far away?
2: It's tough. My parents still still live right around the corner. Um, Fortunately, I live in Quorum, about uh, 45 minutes away, so it's tough, you know, um, I've been truly blessed with a lady who's been very, very uh, supportive and understanding of the time and hours that I put in into the sport and know that, you know, this is why I do it, for the love of the game and the love of the kids, but it's been tough. It's very long hours, you know, dealing with, you know, late practices, if there's sports night in the gym, etc. um, it's pretty tough, but, um, as long as I love it, as long as I'm going to give 110%, I'm going to keep doing it.
0: And previously you talked about your dad and how him, seeing him coach, it inspired you to be the person you are now. But who else throughout your coaching career or playing career has served as either a mentor or somebody that you look to in times of distress?
2: Well, um, I can say God bless his soul. Butch Van Bredikoff, who coached in the NBA, he coached the Lakers, coached uh, Will Chamberlain. Um, he actually taught me how to be a true point guard in high school I was just faster quicker than everybody I beat everybody down the floor you know he actually taught me how to read the game as like the quarterback of the team I can honestly say that he was my coach my freshman year at Hofstra he recruited me for the last two years before I made my decision and after that I can honestly say Jay Wright who I'm still very close with to this day me the last two years at Hauser. He's been at Villanova ever since. Um, he's guided me, uh, paved the way for me. And lastly, my AAU coach, Gary Charles, who actually lives in Baldwin. Um, he's been like a second father, father figure to me as far as the coaching, and I could go to him anytime I wanted to, and I've been truly blessed to have these type of guys around me throughout my, my tenure. Knowing that you've
0: gained all these lessons and experience, what is the biggest lesson you want your players to learn from you, not only on the court, but off the court as people?
2: To be honest with you, you know, I just want them to aspire to be whatever they can be and do things the right way, you know, um, and to realize to achieve your goal, either on or off the court, you got to work hard. You got to give it 110% no matter what it is, and don't tell anybody. Don't let anybody discourage you from reaching out your goal.
0: Can you tell me your favorite... Moment, whether it was a play as a player or a coach that you've experienced in sports?
2: My favorite moment as a coach was probably in 2008 when we won the Long Island Championship against NBA star Tobias Harris. We were big underdogs, and that was the first time Baldwin had won a Long Island Championship, the first time I had won a Long Island Championship, and we were going upstate as a player truly say in high school at Baldwin we played at Lawrence and I have scored my thousand point at Lawrence in front of a packed crowd at the school where my father coached at so it was great to do it in front of my father and all his uh, peers that was a great moment.
0: Is it safe to say that that 2008 championship was your favorite championship yet?
2: Everyone's been great. All three have been great, to be honest with you, but that one was truly special because that was the first one ever in Baldwin history and the first one that I have
0: ever had. And in the past, you've taken part in the Baldwin High School Mentoring Partnership Program, where you've taken a number of Baldwin students, both athletes and non-athletes, under your wing. What type of impact has building those relationships had on you as an individual?
2: Well, to be honest with you, I'm all about helping kids. You know, you know, uh, the staff, faculty, even some of the student body has made fun of me at one point i might have had maybe nine mentees at one time you know i just love to build a rapport with kids and just let them know that i'm there for them through hard times and good times and um sometimes they need somebody to talk to other than their parents and uh i'm all about that
0: And obviously your biggest goals of the season on the season is to win a championship. However, do you have any personal goals that you look to achieve, whether it's when your time as a coach comes to an end?
2: Well, I've gotten numerous accolades, but to be honest with you, I'm all about team. Maybe once I retire and I look back of all the personal things I've accomplished, you know, I'll probably be very proud. But to be honest with you, every year my goal is team oriented about how far can this team go and can this team set the next standard. We won three Long Island championships. I've lost in the state semifinals three times. What team can can make it to the state finals? That's the ultimate, ultimate goal now.
0: For my last question, 2008 championship, 2012, 2016, if you do the math, 2020, why can this team win a championship?
2: This team has everything that you could ask for to go upstate. We have depth, we have team chemistry, we have speed, we have quickness, we have size, we have athleticism. Um, they're like a sponge, you know. I feel like these kids will go through a brick wall for me, which I love. Um, and they truly love the game, and I think they realize what's at stake. But we have to take it one game at a time. And your first playoff game, I believe, is February 26th.
0: Yeah, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Yes. And it's going to be here, Baldwin High School. It's
2: at Baldwin against Plainview, so please come out. I know uh, all the Nassau County will be there, but uh, uh, please get all the students out. You know, um, I love our crowd. I love our fans. You guys get us going. You definitely get me going. I love it. All right. Appreciate you being on the show, and go Bruins. I appreciate
0: it, guy. From the coach to the players. Now we have Jaden McKenzie, Lance Henry, Trayvon Blackett, and Isaiah Walker. For our second interview of the episode, we have four players from Boys Varsity Basketball. We have Trayvon Blackett, Isaiah Walker, Lance Henry, and Jaden McKenzie. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, man. Go ahead, go ahead, good, good, good. What's all up, man? Right. I know right. I'll take you guys away from practice. I apologize, but this is a must-hear interview. Of course. So let's get into it. Lance Henry and Trayvon, All conference. Jaden McKenzie, Isaiah Walker, All-County, Isaiah Walker, Conference Player of the Year. Unanimous decision. Thank you, thank you. How did you. it feel to win and be recognized from all of you? you going to um, go first? Yeah, it was
3: good. Like, it's like my first year, Like, and I feel like I had a lot of accomplishments, not just me,
4: like the team itself, you know, so it feels good. All right, I mean... It's good to get acknowledged, all of us, but we didn't win anything, so
5: that's that's on goal right now, ready to win championships. Yeah, like me too. Like winning all conference, you know, like it's great to get recognized for personal achievements, but we have bigger goals. Like we're trying to win a championship here, so you know, it's all just part of the process.
6: Um, I'm actually very proud of every single body that's on the team. Um, for me, myself, you know, it's it's huge because you know. I'm I'm not only you know here for scoring but I do all the small stuff but all that's not gonna matter until I we get what we're here for which is a ring and jacket meant to go upstate again
0: and out of this postseason regular season you guys ended with a 52 to 11 senior night win over Hicksville how did it feel to how did it feel to perform on senior night and I know for you Isaiah you had a big head classic head (laughs) of you in the crowd how did it feel when you guys were being honored and walking out with your families
6: um, it felt pretty amazing, you know, because it, it's not the last home game, but it's, like, a special night because, you know, it's going to be, like, the last time I'm actually with my guys again. So, yeah, it was it was very special. Yeah, you
5: know, it was, it's good to, like, see all the, the whole community come out and support. You know, like, the, the bleachers are packed. Everybody's screaming your name. It's just a great feeling. Honestly, I was about to cry. <laughs> Honestly.
0: That was my man. next question. I if you guys us. felt any emotion during the. Yeah. Like, yeah
5: during them, during the um, Can't
4: talk. national anthem? National anthem. I was about to cry because, like, thinking about it, like, this is really one of the last times they're going to be playing. Like, we have to really find yeah. somewhere else. Like, that's crazy to think
5: about. Like, we've been here four years. Yeah, like, it didn't really hit me during the starting lineups <laughs> and all that, but once the ref threw the ball up
6: <laughs> and the tip,
5: it was like, yo, man. Like.
6: Nah, definitely right after the game, like, once I got home, and, like, I'm seeing all the, like, fat heads, all the all the things that, like, everybody made. It definitely hit me. Like, wow. Like, I'm really a senior. We only have, what, a couple months together left? Yeah. And that's it.
0: You just got to work through it all. Yeah. This is all your every moment. But long before the senior night game, you guys clinched a postseason spot for the 10th straight year and a conference championship for the ninth time in 10 years. But for many... That's not a huge accomplishment. No, for many, that is a huge accomplishment, but for you guys, it isn't. Can you guys talk to me about why that's the case?
5: Yeah, I think, like, we just have bigger goals than everybody else. Like, I feel like um, most people are satisfied with just a conference championship. Nah, we want it all. We want a a Long Island championship. We want a state championship. We want a federation championship if if we can, you
0: know? Like, we we just always want the best. For you, Jaden, you average 8.1 points per game on the season, and obviously that's not the most glaring stat, 'Cause you're Baldwin's resident playmaker. If at all, are you looking to expand your role to be more of an aggressive scorer as playoff time comes around? Um,
4: I'm ready to do whatever the team needs me to do to win. That that's all I care about. I can have zero points and fifty assists if that's what I have to do to win, I'm
0: fine with that. For you, Isaiah, you average nine points, eight rebounds. What is the chip on your shoulder that makes you play so aggressive every single night on the floor?
6: Um it's it's really the the team, like like, I, I really put my all into every single play, no matter what side we're we on for them. Like, I, I do everything with 110% on the line, whether it's taking charges, whether it's getting 15 boards, whether it's scoring... I I literally do whatever it takes to win with these guys.
0: And with that number twenty-four on the back, that obviously is because of Kobe Bryant, who's Definitely. been in the talk of the sports world over the past few weeks because of his passing. Talk to me about the impact he has had on you as both a player and a person.
6: Um, as a player, I looked up to Kobe since I was young. Like every jersey I had filled in my house, you would see the number eight. Probably like at least twelve times. You'll see twenty-four a couple times like Kobe just been a huge inspiration for me. And then on and off the court too. Off the court, he's, he's a great role model, you know, great father. He's great for the place of LA. And um, I think like hearing about his death, like it, it definitely did hit me because we had a game that same day, but you know, I had to just play through it because it's like, what would he want us to do? He would want us to go out there Put 120 percent now into every single play. He's got so, the win too. That's that's definitely yeah. That's that's what he meant to me.
0: How did the rest of you feel playing a game on the same day that the passing happened? Was it tough at all? Emotional.
3: Um, I'll say it was tough. Like not even just for us. Like for other people who like play basketball and who recognize him as a role model. Like
0: it was tough. But like he said, we got to get through it and get the dub for Kobe. And for you, Trayvon, you average 7.1 points per game this season. But similar to Eric Manigault, last season, you come off the bench, most people think you should be a starter, but Burian obviously has another agenda. How do you feel about that, knowing that you want to be a starter but at the same time you are the first guy off the bench that the team needs to rely on? Um, Honestly, like,
3: I feel like coming off the bench, I help the team more, pick it up, you know, do, like, all the dirty work. And, like, it's about, like still, like, playing starting minutes or like just helping the team out like all around basically
0: and buried in the last in his interview he mentioned that you are the MVP in the second half of the season how do you look to up your game as the postseason comes around I'm just you know just keep doing what I'm doing help the team out looking to go farther. and Lance for you you are pretty much another scorer alongside Kamani that the team could turn to at any time when you're shooting, when you're having bad shooting nights, whether it's mid-rangers, three-pointers, how do you combat that and lift your head up to keep performing at the level the team wants you to be at?
5: You know, something Burton always tells us, me and Kamani, is like every time we shoot the ball, he feels like it's going in. So it's just that, that trust that he has in us, that green light that we have to just keep shooting because we know, like, eventually that shot's going to fall.
0: And Jaden as a playmaker, how do you keep going back to Lance even after, let's say, he misses three straight shots? How does that make you feel? How do you just keep going knowing that, you know, that might either not fall because he's been having a bad day or might, he might finally get one? I mean, my
4: confidence to all my teammates is maxed out completely. I know if they, miss, if they miss three shots in a row, he's not missing the fourth one. Like, I, I know sometimes you might not do great in the first half, but I know second half, they're making every shot, and that's it.
0: And knowing that Lance and Isaiah are both the Newsday Top 100 players on Long Island, did that up your, did that up your expectations for them going into the season? Um, no. Not at all? You didn't see uh, it my, as... My, my
4: expectations for them were already at the top. There was, it was no more.
0: And for all of you, I believe, were all of you on vars last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all of you were on vars, and last year your season ended in a the semi-finals to Port Washington. How does that make you feel now,
6: knowing that you get another shot at a championship? Um, The way it makes me feel now, it put like fuel inside of me to like use that like last year we came up short with a very talented team. But this year now we don't have to like rely on just one or two people. We have like a whole set. Everybody knows who do what best now. Um, We we have what it takes to go all the way. We definitely have what it takes so I think you know having one more shot at this is a good opportunity with the squad Um,
4: I think losing those losing that game taught us how to lose We understand how to lose now. we're, We're finished losing ready to win
0: now looking at your regular season Against conference opponents, you guys are undefeated, point differential of plus 258. But against teams ranked in the New York Sports Writers Association boys basketball ranking for the state, you guys hold a point differential of negative 27 with a one in three record. What has been your struggles against these top teams and how do you look to fix them going into the postseason?
5: Well, honestly, I feel like every game that we lost was a winnable game. Like we did not, we didn't lose to any teams that, that we felt were better than us. And that's, that's a big statement because basically all the teams we lost to were in the top 10 in the state so honestly it's just we just have to get off to better starts you know so like like we were get ourselves into a hole and then like go on a crazy run and then just come up short so we just have to focus on getting to better starts
0: so you have Newberg Free Academy I believe Cardozo, Brentwood and I believe Northport was in there as well Yeah. how is the fact that you guys have such a tough non-conference schedule non-league schedule help you guys as you get closer and closer to playoff time um, I feel like It's just like preparing us for like
3: higher stakes and like just showing us like, just out of our conference, not even just in our our conference, like there's other teams out there that's like, that we will have to like work together as a team to get past and like motivate us to get
0: to that next level. And at the beginning of the season, according to the same rankings. You guys started on rank, went to 15, then 14, then 9. You peaked at 7 and then went to 15 and then finished the season at 13. Do these rankings at all mean anything to you?
5: I don't Um, think they mean anything, honestly. Because at the end of the day, if you put anybody on that list in front of us in the playoffs, we're going to kill them because we're we're just built different
0: like that. And speaking of your practices, do you expect them to get more intense? Knowing that it's playoff time,
5: they definitely already have. Like, just yesterday, bringing up all the JV guys, they definitely bring a different level of intensity. You know, yesterday in practice, we probably set records with the way we were shooting, in our drills and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely in the playoffs is something to look forward
0: to. Going back to the previous question, you mentioned that any team in front of you, you have the confidence that you can beat them. What is it that you guys as a team bring to the table that separates you from other teams
6: in Class A? Hard work, one thing. We bring hard work. And just being able to play as one unit. You know, when I have Jay next to me, Kamani, Lance, Trayvon, and the starting rotation with me, and we're all just clicking together, there's nobody at all that could stop us. Nobody. With that
0: game plan, though, when people like Kamani and Lance, the shooters on the team are cold, how did the game plan switch to get you and Trayvon to ball more? Um,
6: uh, Your
4: answer. Yeah, let me answer. okay. The game plan doesn't switch. We don't have a, a gameplay where it's like they have to score. We could all score equally. We're all capable of all dropping fifteen a night. It, it's
0: So is it because you guys have such an even distribution of talent that you don't really find yourself doing a bunch of in game adjust adjustments? No, exactly. we defi- yeah.
5: we do in game adjustments, but it's just like if if one person's off, the whole ship doesn't sink. Right. Yeah, okay.
0: What You're would right you say what would you say is the identity of your team? Defense, honestly. Same thing, Burton, so. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. our defense He definitely takes, pride in, he definitely takes pride in that. I believe you guys average 58 points per game against opponents. No, no, you average 67 points a game against opponents, and you only allow 58 points, which is one of the top averages in, the, in New York State. Okay. What do you guys have to say? What do you guys have to contribute to that? Um, I'm just saying, like,
3: we work on defense every day in practice, probably harder than every other team
0: in the state. I feel like we probably got the best defense out there, to be honest. And is it because of that defense that you guys strongly believe that you can bring a championship back to Baldwin?
6: Without a doubt, definitely, definitely.
0: Looking at your bracket though, you guys are the number two seed, and if the stars align, you guys will be facing Uniondale in the Nassau County Championship. Have you guys given any thought to that potential matchup, or are you just trying to take it one game at a
5: time? I mean, honestly, to us, it's just another game. It's just another, just another jersey that we had to get past another stepping stone to get to the championship, you know?
0: You guys haven't given a single thought to that potential matchup at all? You guys have no feelings towards it? Right now, we're worried about playing
4: view, and that's that's it.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not looking at you right now. Adding on to that, you guys, your season has had definitely more ups and downs. Regardless, what are some of the moments that made the team stronger both on the court and off the court?
6: Um, That's a good question.
0: Probably, like, some of our, like, tougher opponents, like,
3: Probably like Northport, know, for Brentwood, and like we was like down like a lot, and we, like, we had to like fight together and like actually work as a team to like find ways back into the game.
6: Yeah, I definitely, yeah, that that Northport game, I think that really like, cause we were down what eighteen, we yeah. like twenty, almost twenty points and in the fourth. The yeah, and we oh no, nah, the same John's mm-hmm. game on Christmas there we yeah, I was yeah, there. So that, was, that game, was was that down, game yeah. right there, is what really brought us together. like that game really showed that you cannot count us out at all don't matter what quarter it is don't matter how bad we start don't matter how many shots are not dropping you cannot count us out cause defense definitely wins games and that St. Dom game proved it all And when you guys get into these conflicts, like I remember that number three, he just kept
0: coming down the court and shooting. And and obviously you guys were upset about it. How do you get past those moments that you're not like screaming at your teammates, but just trying to find the right thing to do to prevent these people from dominating the game all game long? Like what's play.
5: Yeah honestly and that that just comes down to leadership like every single time we get into one of those situations one of us steps up we all huddle up and we talk about it you know what I'm saying like this is what we need to do blah 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 it's not me blaming Jaden or me blaming Trayvon or Kamani it's just all of us you know coming together because defense is a team effort like no one person can play defense just like basketball is a sport it's a team sport you need your teammates
0: between senior night the Sinead Brown tournament or anything else what has for each of you what has been your favorite moment over the course of the season
3: just playing as a team
4: um, I think I think the Sinead Brown tournament. Man. Yeah, I, I, that's so that
0: was so tough. Yeah. The atmosphere—not even the home, ble- the, nah, the home yeah, bleacher. the home bleat away, and
6: the nah, so, that, that atmosphere hits so different because, yeah. especially when the crowd is in the game, like you just feed off of it, yeah. and it just makes you just go like so much harder. And I feel like that fourth quarter, like. Everybody was in the game. Everybody was in the game. The crowd was in it. The bench was in the, the game. The bench was in it. You could barely hear birds. <laughs> so that—that's how you know it was very loud in there. I
5: remember I, in like the the. the Third of the fourth quarter, when we first took the lead back, and then the next mm-hmm. possession, Isaiah came down and to took a charge, and the whole crowd nah, was like, you we were going, I think I game, felt a tear or something,
6: bro that, that, so <laughs> that atmosphere was was none other. Hey, you yeah, you, you can never imagine something like that in high school. Would you say that St. Dom's
0: game was your best game of the season? Definitely. Definitely, yeah. And although you guys only lost four games, what has been your worst game of the season, and what did you learn from it that you will
6: take into playoffs? I think definitely Brownwood. Nah, the no, first uh, game. That was our worst the first game. The first, the first game, game We, def- we oh, definitely could have. Hey. Uh, I feel like the first game, because. First game, I just feel well, like. a just, winnable game. Yeah, yeah now, like, game. like, we just didn't,
3: like. We just got lazy, like. Yeah. You know, it was you know, it right down, was, down the it stretch. It was
0: two weeks into the season. It yeah. was early, and you guys, aren't in, you guys weren't in the best of shape as the guys are right now. Nah, I wouldn't say shape was a problem.
6: It was probably it's probably more like our chemistry actually yeah, execution yeah. too yeah. like right right chemistry. down the stretch we were up one and then fell short by what four eight that game that's not what did you learn that you could take
0: into the next game and the next game after that is it just like playing together as a team more is, is it experience that you needed to really put that game away?
4: Um, we just needed to play. Experience, like yeah, I guess that's experience. Playing together more, building chemistry. We all know what we all do best now. Better. We we have more confidence in each other. That's that's all we really needed.
0: And not only do you guys have confidence in yourselves, you guys obviously have confidence in Burton as well. How has Coach Burton served as a father figure for each of you over in the course of your Bolton careers? Um, I must say, he taught me like
3: like don't like be too hard on myself. Like I used to be hard on myself. I used to like tell myself like I'm not good and he's like telling me just work through it, work through it. And over the time like I feel like i developed as a better player as I am now.
0: Are there any lessons that the three of you learned from Burden that you could take with you not only for the rest of the season but beyond off the court as well <coughs> when you've even done playing
6: basketball? Probably just hard working like on and off the court. Yeah, just like hard work beats talent. Yeah. Like we beat teams that
5: are supposedly better than us, because we work harder than them. We play harder than them, stuff like that. I think I think the biggest thing Burton has taught me is, is accountability. Because no matter what, no matter what, like, like, if you make a mistake, he doesn't want to hear no excuses, he doesn't want to hear Definitely. you talking back. It's just, yo, next play, you need to get it back, or you're coming out the game. Like, Definitely. simple, like, you know?
0: Burton has coached a plethora of players, of course, Shane Gatlin, Jared Roden, Taven St. Pierre, Rajon Blackwell. Sure. <laughs> what is it about those players that you guys could bring to the program this year? Or finish the season off? I mean,
4: Say that question again. We, yeah. All right, so, yeah, hold
0: on. You have Shane Gatlin, Jared Roden, Taven. All of them have been successful players within the program. Okay, right. But some of them didn't win a championship. Some of them did. Okay. But what is it about the success that they brought to the program that you guys could bring this year?
5: I mean, I think we can keep up that, that same culture, that winning culture that they had. Because, I mean, even even with Taven and Rajan like even though we came up short, we had a great season. We probably had one of the better regular seasons. We only lost one game, really, the whole regular season. And with Shane and Jared, you know, they're – they're 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 legends. They're golden legends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Long Island Championship, and they, they they got to where we're trying to be at right now.
0: Yeah. But unlike most teams in the past, <coughs> they have those one to two stars that they can rely on pretty much for the whole season. But knowing that you guys have such a equal distribution of talent,
5: we have how- fifteen stars. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, fifteen stars.
0: My, my my mistake. My mistake. Yeah, I actually have sixteen. But.
3: About Bert, man. <laughs> of course, of course. Our boy Bert's a star. Uh, Seventeen, actually Henry too. My fault, my
0: fault. Well, knowing that you have sixteen stars, what is it about this team that leads you guys to believe you could win a county championship? Trust. Not just a county championship, Long Island championship, state championship, federation. There is no, I feel like back There's then no...
4: when Shane and Jay was playing, you could say we're gonna we're gonna run a triangle or two on these yeah. two players, and so we're gonna stop and You can't do that on us we have 16 players. There's no, you can't, you can't say, okay, we're just gonna stop him. Cause now if you say, okay, we're just gonna stop Isaiah, now Kamani's gonna have 30. Like there's no, you can't just stop one player and that's game over. You have to, you have to stop all of us, which is impossible.
6: Yeah, that something I don't want to know. I think trust, you know. Yeah. Trust is, is key with, with everything. If you could trust everybody on the floor coming from the first man to the last man, there's nobody that could stop you at all. With the winning, with the mindset of, of you walk into a game and you just want to just kill and just win, can't be stopped. And you guys mentioned at the beginning of the interview how
0: senior night, it really hit you guys. You said during the national lay thumb, said he cracked the <laughs> key. You guys were feeling it too. That it wasn't your last home game, but last regular season home game. And yeah. next year, you guys probably will mm-hmm. or will not be playing together. Mm-hmm. Beyond just playing in college, what are your immediate plans after the season whether it's a spring sport trying to get your film up in AAU for scouts are you not looking at it are you just focused on the task at hand
6: um I definitely want to get through the season first and then I'll see where my future heads on from here you know I don't want to rush anything too too fast you know I just want to go every second by second day by day and see how far I get
0: and as you guys are all seniors, what is it you will miss most about repping the blue and gold? Ooh, just putting on that jersey, man! I want to hear. I want to hear it from all of you. Man. Just putting on that jersey old. is
6: special. <laughs> yeah, I'll go last. Okay? Just putting on a jersey is so I special. Think
5: those packed out games. That that's what I'm gonna miss. That the crowd atmosphere. That's that's. You, yeah, there's the there's nothing like it. There's no, really else nothing is, like nobody playing like else. Nobody else's gym sounds like
4: Baldwin's. Yeah. Gym. yeah. Right.
3: One thing I'm gonna miss for sure. She's getting that still She's hearing (laughs) Burton and Henry Yell Dunk the ball (laughs) Like for real Burton yells that? The
0: team dinners
5: too Oh the team dinners man The meatballs and mac That's
0: the team dinners How do you guys Want to be remembered When the final buzzer sounds? Whether it's in a loss Or a win Champions Champions. Champions. Champions.
3: Without a doubt man Losing's
0: not an option Definitely not an option at all. That ain't my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> what <But> that mean? <laughs> with greatness comes expectations, and with expectations comes pressure. And the pressure's on for all for all sixteen of you, I should say. Seventeen. Seventeen. Right. <laughs> should we say nineteen because of the managers as well?
1: <laughs> yeah. So all
0: nineteen else. of you. How does it feel to have all these people, not only in the school but the whole town? in your ear about potentially winning a championship. That's a great motivation, man. Definitely. You know, I mean, it, it's,
5: yeah. it's motivation, but at the same time, we can't really listen to all the outside noise. Like, we have to, Burton always tells us we gotta play for ourselves, not play for people in the stands or in the crowd or outside. Uh, I think we, like, we have no pressure on us. Yeah. We've lost
4: enough, we understand what that feels like. We are ready to win. It's not everybody else ready for us. We are ready to win.
0: We're, we're, we're gonna win. What is the biggest lesson that you guys have learned
6: over the course of your basketball careers. Um, I go. I um, I think the biggest lesson I learned was to just keep on fighting through, even when you know I'm at my worst. You know, the past two years that I've been playing varsity, I went through tough losses with my eye, and you know, like it's been hard, but like I just have to keep on playing through it. So I think you know with the team that we have now and with everyone you know just always so hyped and motivated and ready to go out there and win I, I feel like I definitely learned a lot from that like it, it definitely built up how I, I am today on and off the court as a man
0: when you mentioned the passing of your aunt I'm sure all of you have gone through something over the past four years but in those moments when your head is hanging low who is it that each of you turn to for support each other man each other and we coach always just lift yeah. each other. we can always
4: talk to coach about anything
0: definitely he already you
4: knows you know the right thing to say it's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the bond obviously expands off the court as well yeah and that that alone will allow you guys to come together on the court and fight with your brothers basically of course so now one of my last questions here you posted it months in advance 2008 National County Championship 2012 County Championship 2016 county championship, 2020 county championship.
6: Yes, sir. Is that
0: the is that
3: the level of confidence that you guys have? Definitely, it's no confidence, man. It's <laughs> what's gonna happen.
6: Definitely, straight facts.
3: All right. Is there anything you guys would like to say? Bowen Bruins, 2020
6: <laughs> <laughs> county champion, Long Island champion, state champion. Bring us
5: right now,
4: man.
1: Get the get this Wait, out ready out. For my jacket. Size right. small. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Yao just ended off all his questions, very long list of questions, but all questions are extremely important and all of them are definitely relevant. My first question for you guys is, as a whole, this season, you guys have been playing a different type of basketball than you're used to. Last year, you played kind of a two-man game with Rajon and Taven, and even before that, it was Rajon, Nas, still two-man ball, and that's when you guys were all playing as well. Well, maybe not all you guys, but Isaiah and Jane were definitely playing through both of those years. When did you guys get the message that this year is going to be a different style
6: of basketball and a different play? Summer League. Not going to lie. Summer League, we definitely had to find out how to use each other as a team. You know, going... Undefeated. Undefeated. Straight winning up. every championship in every Summer League we played. That definitely showed us what we could do. All
1: right. All right, you guys definitely had probably one of the best Summer Leagues. Easily the best Summer League that you guys have had. You won a 31 one Oh run. You guys won three different championships, multiple mm. highlights. I saw it all summer, literally I saw a nice little uh oop Kamani through to you for like a game winner. It was pretty crazy. I don't oh Trayvon I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shout I'm out sorry. Kamani. Yeah, okay. It was pretty ridiculous. Uh can you guys talk about the dominance and the greatness that you guys were, pre- were portraying during the summer league? Um I
3: feel like we definitely built a lot of chemistry just from that summer. Not even just like from no, actually, like, from, like, the first, like, couple games, like, learned a lot about who my teammates now, and we
5: know what we do best now, so. Yeah, I mean, for, for most of us, it was the first time of us, like, really playing major minutes or anything, because, like, me and Trayvon, we both came off the bench last season, and, like, look where we are now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jaden and Isaiah, like, they, they, they really showed us a lot. Like, they were, they were great leaders on the court.
6: Yeah, definitely what Lance and Trey said. Um, you know, just being a leader for them, too. It's been good to have them both. Definitely need them, and everybody else. I love y'all all. I'm (laughs) 17.
1: You guys you guys are known as one of the best teams on the island for a few different reasons. The shooting ability, playmaking ability, Kamani land shooting, Jaden playmaking, you have Jameer coming off the bench a little bit, you know, getting a little bench. <laughs> And the overall effort you guys put in, like the hustle plays from Trayvon, all that type of stuff. You guys are definitely a huge threat because of the amount of talent that you guys have. But are you guys more of a threat because of the amount of talent or the way do you guys mesh all that talent together?
3: It's a combination of both, but like to overpower all of that it's just our work that they practice, and games, working together, you know, like like getting through
4: tough opponents and just executing whenever we get it. Like our practices are really intense. Like I talked to Trey that was on the team last year and he's like when he goes to when he at first when he first started at college, he felt like he was so in shape because of how hard of our practices were and like he felt like that practice wasn't as crazy as he expected it to be because of how hard we work in practice.
1: Even though you guys are one of the best teams, you guys are known for winning, it's really just a Baldwin culture at this point, you guys do struggle at the beginning of the games and start off very slow. How do you guys plan on fixing this problem? Because in playoffs, that is definitely going to be a huge issue. Um, we're all working at it right now. So the problem,
4: I don't know if it's, I'm not, I don't want to say it's a problem. But I feel like when it's playoff time, things will be different. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make shots when we have to make shots.
1: We're, we're gonna be fine. All right, I, I talked about a little bit earlier the adjustment from going from the two-man game kind of maybe triangle offense type of thing to going to the fully team basketball you guys play now. How did how did that adjustment really, like, come into play? Like, I understand that the first game you guys didn't really have that team chemistry, but over the games and over the season that you guys have, has that chemistry really just fully combined together and just made you guys almost a super team?
5: I mean, I feel like more towards the end of the season, we started peaking a little bit. You know, cause like we wanted, a, we got we got a couple wins under our belt. We started to get in our groove a little more, and uh, you know that chemistry definitely started to set in a lot more towards the end of the season.
1: The rough starts you guys have—it's very apparent. And but the thing about the rough starts you guys have is that in the second half, you guys come and just. Almost blow teams out. If you guys just started off with that second half performance that you have, you guys would easily blow every team out. And Burton jokes about it all the time because I am one of the managers. I'm in the the halftime, the little locker room. But Shout out Tyler Brown. <laughs> what makes you guys come out and perform at such a high level in the second half? Um, coaches' halftime speeches. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that.
6: That halftime speech hit us. Yeah, it gets cause... crazy, man. It gets crazy. That towel, that towel, soaked, man. Nah, because. Telling you. Um, Dude. It's definitely what he says. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna say it on right here, but like, what what he says to us, like, really hits us differently. So it's like, yo, why are we down to this team? Like, we know how, we know what we are capable of doing at max, and like, so far this whole season, the second half been our best half. So I mean, definitely what what he says puts like a fuel inside of us to go out there. He always has the exact thing that
4: we need to, he knows what we need to be, he knows what needs to be said. He, he always knows.
3: Play with Tom, that ain't happening no. So <laughs> you hey, know.
4: You guys need to start off cool. strong. Make sure it's y'all simple. listen and you
3: heard.
1: There's a lot of talk about this year, y'all just went over it extensively, you guys all talked about it a lot. The extreme drive that you guys have for winning a trip, a chip, bring home the ring, bring home jackets next year, I mean this year, and wearing it next year, all year. I know Isaiah, you're going to be wearing it every day. <laughs> You guys do only have one true point guard on the team and that is Jane McKenzie who's sitting right next to me. You guys no no, you guys can all facilitate the ball easily. But the one true point guard that you have that I got 15 of them. 15 of them? 15 of them. 15 true point guards. 15 true point straight guards. Playmakers. playmakers. Okay, even though you guys do have 15 straight playmakers, you. you guys have one that's on the bench, one of the playmakers, Jamir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very talented player. If you to speak on the talent of Jamir, because next year he's going to be a very vital point. Jameer is is excellent. Last
4: yesterday at practice, he probably scored like twelve straight. Like Jameer is, he, he's he's great. I any, when any. I was a sophomore, and like him as a sophomore, cra- the difference, the skill level was crazy. Like Jameer would kill me if I was a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy.
3: Not even just like his level of scoring, like, like ne- like this year really like. Made him, like, into, like, the point guard he's destined to be. Like, next year, like, he's really going to be a problem. Like, just his worth, work think, is amazing, man. Reminds me of myself.
6: <laughs> um, Jameer is definitely a talented point guard. And he's only a sophomore. And the crazy thing is, Jameer is getting better every single day with us. Every single day. And he's... Once Jameer gets his shot, I'm telling you, Jameer's going to shock everybody. <laughs> I'm telling y'all now, Jameer's Stewart is going to shock everybody.
3: First when I teach him how to dunk, man. <laughs> I'm telling y'all. Hey, um, my fault.
5: God. Nah, you go, you go. Right, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if y'all really know, but Jameer's my little cousin, so, you know, like... I always like take him under my wing a little bit, you know, before the season. <laughs> we used to get shots up a lot. Like, we used to always head to the gym like 6 a.m. in the morning before the season. And I, it's, it's great to see the
6: hard work pay off, you know. Definitely a hard worker too. He, he definitely wants to come at you during practice. Yeah. He don't care who you are. not care what Never grade back you in. He, he, he you definitely can't. wants to come at you. He don't care what grade
1: you in. Uh, Jaden and Isaiah, Jameer's kind of in the same boat that you guys were in 10th grade. 10th grade playing on varsity, even though it's normally naturally for 11th graders. You guys were both, all, actually all three of you guys, I'm talking about Jameer as well, you guys all played behind iconic players for Baldwin, you know, great players. Isaiah, you played behind Taven and also Nazim. Jaden, you played behind Rajon for both the years. Taven is now playing at Stony Brook. That has showed you how much of a great player he was. People were, I don't know, people were just comparing him to everybody last year, called him LeBron, you know, everyone was just <laughs> gassing that up. But can you guys talk about the process of earning your spots, because your spots were definitely not given. You guys were put on the roster, but you guys definitely had to earn your spots and show your talent and your ability to work.
6: Um, my tenth grade year on varsity, it's like I remember like yesterday. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, I was new to the school first off, and like just the whole switch of it, like how hard I had to work, and I had to just go. Ten times as hard as the next player just to just to earn some minutes, and you know I I think that really like made me who I am now, cause like now I want to push everybody else that next level, cause I know you could tap into that person. It's it's definitely been a journey since tenth grade. It's, it's definitely a journey. Um, it it was hard. <laughs> yeah, we had to as
4: a sophomore guarding Rajan like it was difficult rodman got his first D1 offer the other day like he's he's great like it was it was it was hard it was hard work but it all paid off definitely the way they were performing now like it was worth it getting embarrassed in practice Ra's all hitting the three in your face like
6: (laughs) getting embarrassed embarrassed was definitely a tough one in 10th grade too cause like you're coming in or me coming in new I, I didn't know nobody so I had Nas coming at me I had Trey coming at me Eric oh I had everybody coming at me and it's like it's like work I, I had to. I had to accept it. And, you know. It's like all right. So now that I got used to it over the time span, now I'm going at those same people who came at me to earn their respect.
1: Who was the hardest player to guard two years ago? Because there was a two lot of ago. talent just scattered around. You had Bigs like definitely Trey. Nas. 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 Yeah, Nas. Definitely Nas. Nas. If, if you get if. If not, if you score on Nas
4: and you you say something afterwards, you try to trash talk. Nas yeah. is Nas scoring ten points. Yeah. Straight. Nas
6: was definitely Simple. hard to guard. It's ten points straight. That, not like like my tenth grade or like eleventh yeah, grade. grade. 10th grade, oh, grade, oh, grade oh, yeah. yeah, Nas. What about eleventh grade? Bro, stop it, bro.
4: I, I think eleventh grade Taven. 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 Taven was just he was physically just bigger Tavon. than that. Like he was just stronger, faster, bigger. He Taven would just go through us.
1: Trayvon, I think you have something to say over here. You over here making a lot of yeah, gestures cool, and stuff cool, like that. you want to say?
3: I'm just shouting my man Rajon, Blackwell. Oh. okay, okay. <laughs> now i him um. out. <laughs> no, nah, but that's all I say. Rajon, man. <laughs> nice, man. I'm sleeping myself. You heard me?
1: Lance, you are one of the team's best scorers, obviously. I'm not sure about right now. I don't have the stats in front of me, but for a very long time this season, you have been the leading scorer. Uh, before, it was around 16 points. Last time I checked, it was 13.3. How does it feel, and how do you handle the pressure of knowing that every time you step on that court, people are expecting you to score, and you know that you have to produce as well? Honestly, I don't really feel that pressure. Like
5: when I'm just on the court, I'm just getting to my spots because I know every time Jaden has the ball, I'm, I'm going he's gonna find me, and I'm gonna be open. My job's easy. He makes my job really easy. All, all I gotta do is sit there and make shots, really. So it's not like it's not like I'm, I'm chasing points or anything like that. I don't feel the
1: pressure for that, you know. All right, I've heard a lot of I've heard a couple stories about. Different, you know, inspirations you guys have st- gotten for starting to play basketball. Like I know Kamani back in elementary school, there was a teacher named Mr. Rusty that he <laughs> really started playing I mean, Mr. Rusty was the best. Yeah, was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rusty really got him into basketball. Can you guys talk about where you guys really got your starts from basketball from?
6: Colby. <laughs> I've been watching him since I like that was the first player that I ever watched when I was little. And
1: is there anything specific that you remember from Kobe that you remember seeing? It's like, oh yeah, now I gotta pick up a basketball.
6: Eighty-one points. Oh God, God. eighty-one. Remember, eighty-one. Um, <laughs> but you know, I've I played football when I was younger, and then I, I was the greatest at it. I That's can't a lie. Before man, you gotta play <laughs> but, <something>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was the greatest at it. But then when I, like I started to just watch like other players now, and then like. I picked up a ball and it just changed me, like, you know, that's when I just started, like, yo, like, I think I really fell in love with the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Um,
3: For me, like, I never really played basketball, like, when I was, like, younger. I was always, like, football and then, like, like, I guess, like, I guess you could say, like, into my middle school year, like, my brothers forced me to play basketball and then, like, it just stuck with me. Like, I just stopped playing football for a minute.
4: But then, like, now I like basketball. Um, for me, I don't really have any younger siblings or really younger cousins. So everybody was always older than me, and it was whatever they were playing. I had to, I was forced to play. <laughs> <laughs> so they all were were great at basketball. So it was Jaden's playing basketball, and they just started training me from when I was
1: young. Did you also play football like the rest of these guys? Apparently. Yeah, I was nice. My son Jay was tough. My son Jay was tough. Remember Brookside yeah. in the uh, highlights? <laughs> the was, nice, nice little quarterback. My son Jay was I filthy, bro. I was, was nice filthy. for like a fourth grade. Right? <laughs> nah, <laughs> was, nah, was,
5: nah, I was. Catch me in middle school. I was I was filthy. I forgot about that too. I was filthy. I mean, for, what you I mean, I mean, for me, it was really my dad because my dad, he, he could tell stories about when he used to play all the time. He played D1 at Hofstra. And, uh, like,. From from a young age, I've been playing basketball. I remember PAL. Me and Jaden used to go at it all through elementary school. We used to go at it. I, I hey man, I always used to win though. Don't don't stop let him me. tell you this. Stop, stop. 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 Hold
1: on, hold on. I got stop. questions left. I got questions stop. left. Can no, we can we beef right now? Stop. Okay. When it comes to senior night, you guys just played that a little minute ago. You guys were having. You guys were having all the fun in the world and taking it easy. Apologize, Trayvon. You guys were having all the fun, taking it easy a little bit. You know, you had people like Jameer playing more minutes than usual, really showing off his talents against against Hicksville. How did this feel knowing that this was your last regular season home game and that you guys can't ever get this moment back?
6: Um, very emotional, you know. Um, Towards the end of the game, you know, once the team dinner happened, you know, we were all full of joy, taking pictures, looking at the posters. And then it's like, after leaving the calf, like, you know, I I look back and I'm like, wow, I really just played my last regular season home game with these guys. And it definitely hit me because, you know, we've, I mean, me and Jay, I've been playing with with Jay for uh, longer than high school. And, you know, me and Jay, I don't like... It's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, I can't put (laughs) into words, like, Jay, Jay, he had me come here, you know, we we had a bond that was just way deeper than sports. And then now that I'm with the rest of these guys, adding Trayvon, adding Lance, and the rest of the roster for, like, one last year definitely does hits, hits a lot.
4: Anybody else? Once we once you leave the calf, (laughs) you really like really start thinking like, wow, this is the last time I'm really gonna sit through this because we sat sat through a softball year, junior year, but like now it is my turn to really hit. Like, I'm never gonna sit and watch senior day again. Like, I'm never gonna.
1: It's it's crazy. (laughs) Isaiah, me and you, we used to talk about this all the time. That final final Instagram post, you know, you had the the bomb out thing before the passing of Kobe. We talked about it a lot. What do you guys think those emotions will be and the f- thoughts you guys will have when it comes to your final game? It could be county, championship, could be states, federation, anything. Just when it comes to your final game, that final bus ride home, final walking out to the Commons, anything like that, how do you think those emotions will be for your final game? Hey, man, I, I know it's
5: going to be celebration, so I'm not really worried about that <laughs> after the game.
6: Yeah, but nah, it's... it's I, yeah, it, what Lance said. And then I feel like... You know, once hours go by and then like reality hits you again, it's like, wow, I'm going to hand in my jersey, my shorts, practice jersey, bag, and it's it's definitely gonna hit me like really bad. Like just even like have it pictured in my head is it's definitely
3: gonna hit me. It ain't gonna hit me, man. I'm confident. Confident in myself, my team, my coaches,
1: my family, everybody around me that you know, we going far, man. All of you guys have been a part of this Bruins varsity squad and you guys have all went through the hardships and the failed attempts to bring home that county title and the varsity jacket. How hungry are all of you guys to really make sure you guys go out there and perform and bring it home? God, i got this one. We're, we're <laughs> you know, we're, we're all ready to win and not just for us,
4: for Coach, for Taven, Rajon, Trip, everybody that's lost, we're ready to bring it home for them.
5: In for Bert and Henry. <laughs> yeah, I mean like like every time I post something on like on like social media or something, all the alumni will text me to be like, yo, you gotta bring home a chip, stuff like that. Like like everybody stays around, everybody's rooting for us, you know? We, we got everybody behind our back. Like I just texted Shane
4: like mm, last month. Like after I bring home my championship, I want some Colorado gear. He's like, <laughs> like, he's like Oh yeah, I got you just make sure you bring it home. Like <laughs> Yeah,
6: um I definitely got off the phone with um Taven. And you know, we we were just talking about it and like <laughs> like and then, like I and then he told me he was like, "Yo, like I I need you and everybody else to kill and like take it back home," and that's that's really the goal. Like that's all our mindset. Like we're going to bring it back. Like this is definitely the year.
1: All right. Now, for all the people that are listening, if they've been to a Bolden game, they know what the atmosphere is like. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter if it's away home. You guys have kind of like that Brooklyn Nets from last year kind of bench situation going on. I really enjoy it. You guys have Eli. The best team. Elijah teammates. Echols. The bench is so so yeah, oh yeah, Eli. Teammates.
6: Yo, shout out to Eli. That man is lit. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: man out is out. lit. Elijah Echols has the craziest celebration, the nice boom. <laughs> Eli <laughs> is, the is great, boy. Especially Eli when Keon, comes in, oh, Keon yeah. comes in the game. Oh yeah. Shout out to Keon around. too. It's a great thing. Who really like brought up these celebrations that didn't just happen naturally? Like what is the, what really started that? It's, it's, it's natural it came from them just loving their
4: teammates yeah we all just love each other we're at like we're always we're all happy to see each other like succeed we all want to see each other make shots we're all
1: it's great this is great (laughs) Trayvon You've been looking at me awfully hard this interview. I don't know. Nice. It's okay. It's okay. I have a question just for you, all right? All right. Trayvon, you joke about this all the time in practice. Coach Henry, that's your pops, right? You joke about it. my coach pops, Henry, man. Shout guy. out Henry, man. Coach Henry is the assistant coach, but he's not just the assistant. He is a coach. He plays a huge role in the game. He's always helping on the sidelines. He's one of the big men coaches, specializes in that. How has Coach Henry impacted you guys, really, throughout this experience?
3: Um, Honestly, like... Like just like Bird, like he you know what to say, like, like, say I'm doing bad in the game or something, like I get taken out, like Henry always put him to the side, like he you know what to say, like while Bird coaching, you know, like if Bird gets it like messes up, Henry's always there. Just Henry, he you know what he doing
6: man. Shout out, my man, Henry, man. <laughs> um, Henry's definitely a great role model because I remember my eleventh grade year and sometime th- this year too. I remember when I would go to the free throw line and I would probably miss either one or two free throws. Like, I would just be so down on myself. And then, like, Henry would talk to me on the side. He was like, Listen, like, don't worry about the free throw. Like, just play through it. And, you know, Henry has me, Trayvon, and the rest of the Bigs go 110% every drill that he has with us. Like, he. He's really the go. I'm not gonna lie. Shout, shout out to Henry, man. Shout out to Henry. <laughs>
4: um, sometimes, if we throw like a stupid turnover or something, if Burton screams at us, Henry will call. Us, and, like he's Henry will see us put our head down because like it was our fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll call us over. He'll pick our confidence back up. And it's like it's, he's really important. Yeah, it's, like he's really
5: important. Every time, every time I come out the game or I, I miss a shot or something, first thing I do is next to Henry. He tells me exactly what I did wrong. He's like, yo, just keep shooting. You know, like every time you catch the ball, just Know that it's going in You know what I'm saying Like Henry was a shooter Back in the day I don't know Henry shoot. Shoot. Henry got the ratchet Henry, <laughs> Henry
6: got the ratchet, <laughs> <Henry> got <laughs> the ratchet. Yeah, He's always
5: giving me Like tips and stuff like that On how I could get my shot better You know Just do whatever we can To win the game You know what I'm saying He's always trying to
1: have a shooter With me like he can shoot better than me We all know who the best shooter is When you guys have practice And you guys are in that gym Trevon Coach Henry. Blackett, Coach
6: Henry. It's, it's Henry. me Stop it It's Stop me Blackett. Tyler Brown. No. That, Henry
3: Brown no That feeling That feeling He just I get out the game Tell me, go back and dunk the ball? Man, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm going to do.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like Coach Burton and Coach Henry kind of play like good cop, bad cop. Because even when you guys yeah, are in the halftime, yeah. Burton will be screaming at you guys, what are you doing, do this, that, this, screaming. And then right after, he would be like, coach. And then Henry's nice and calm, mellow, gives that little chill factor. He's still telling you what to do. It still sticks in your head, but he's nice and calm about it. So how do you guys feel about that?
6: What you guys don't know is, in practice, you may think Burt, is hard, Henry. Coach Henry oh, practices way worse. is way worse, okay? You touch the
4: ball, I have to practice. Coach, Coach Henry might say, no, 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 Burton might say, he might scream, do ten, do 10 laps. Coach Henry is going to tell you to calm. He's going to say it calmly. He's going to calmly say, do 100. And it's going to sound so nice and calm that you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's like, it's just crazy. Like, he says the most crazy stuff, calm. Do it's just do 100. This is like, what? Hashtag stations.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the station work. Oh, yeah. Nah, the station work gets me, man. It, it so gets all of us. Oh
4: it my gets God. all of us. But
6: yeah, I'm, Coach Henry, he's, he's really like a great assistant coach like it doesn't get any better than Coach that Henry stuff makes us great like the extra work. yeah them, them drills he puts us through when it's his turn <laughs> in practice I'm telling you it, it makes us a lot better Isaiah we've been talking about this
1: even almost this, this goes back a couple of months actually we've been talking about this we've been waiting for this interview because you knew it was going to happen this phrase has been going around since the fall season started. Yeah, I know the phrase. It's gonna be a cold winter. Cold
6: winter. It's
1: gonna be a baby. cold
6: winter. <laughs> yeah, I know the phrase. Hashtag
1: Zay Mustafa. <laughs> Mufasa.
6: <laughs> Mufasa, he means. It's gonna be a cold winter. Can you break down this phrase and tell me what it really means? Um cold winter, right? Okay. So I came up with that over summer and basically the whole meaning behind it is like it's going to get real cold for people. Like yeah. Over the summertime, it was, it was very chilly for every <laughs> team we played. And bringing that on to the season, like, it's like, oh, like, so as y'all come to some home games, it's it's going to be freezing. It's going to be freezing.
4: Real uncomfortable. Real y'all going to
3: be real uncomfortable with that score. We was always in Miami. Everybody <laughs> else was in Alaska. So just,
6: <laughs> but nah, man. Um, they still are right now. Just to let y'all know. <laughs>
1: All right, now to close this out. Tell me what is exactly going to happen this year. We're bringing it home. We're getting jackets. Getting a ring. 2020, baby. (laughs) What a pair of interviews those
0: were. I almost wish we had the whole rotation on the show, but we had other plans. But nevertheless, thank you to Coach Burton, Jaden, Isaiah, Trayvon, and Lance for being on the show. I wish you the best in your playoff run. Bring that championship home. But now we turn to our pod star of the week. Tyler, who will you be highlighting? Why will you be highlighting them? And what have they done in the past week to
1: separate themselves from the rest of the Bruins family? Pod star of the week. There was only one game, so we know who the pod star is going to. We know what team this pod star is going to. Pod star of the week is Layla, who had a double-double to take down East Meadow in a 64-29 win. Congratulations, Layla. And now, we are reaching the end of
0: this jam-packed episode, but we can't leave you guys without some upcoming events. And our first upcoming event is February 26th. The two-seeded boys basketball team will take on the seventh-seeded Plainview JFK team at 7 p.m. at Baldwin High School. And then, on March 1st, our Lady Bruins take on Freeport in the semifinals of the Nassau County AA Championships. That game
1: will be at 1.30 at Farmingdale State, College. I just want to say thank you to everybody who is still listening. I understand and I know that this episode is extremely long, but I hope you guys enjoyed all the basketball talk between me, Yao, the coach, and also the players. Next episode will be packed as well because we do have an Elena Randolph interview for one of the episodes next week, and we all know that Yao will flood her with questions, so stay tuned and wait till next week. Thank you, Tyler, for that, but on top of the Elena Randolph interview,
0: I will also be sitting down with Daniel Barba, Taylor Paredes, and their little sister jenna marcus for an interview they'll be talking to us about sports night their experiences what to expect from blues boogie fever how the little sister program has gotten them closer together and much much more you do not want to miss these two interviews keep supporting keep spreading the word follow us on instagram at bruins podcast and we'll see you guys
1: next week Thank you for listening in on this
0: edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all
4: streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us
2: next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.